I am the architect. I created the Matrix. Shall we play a game? Wow, good morning, good morning. Gosh, I'm so excited. I am totally excited because today, today, which is the second of our podcasts, the second, remember the first, if you didn't hear the first, go back and get it, go back and get it, subscribe to it. Because that's what I announced my candidacy. Now, I just want to let you in on a little secret. I actually haven't formally announced yet. I'm not announcing till I'm 80 years old. That'll be next uh, November 22nd. That's my birthday gift to myself is I'm announcing my run for the presidency. I feel like now I'm old enough. You know, I'm 80. So in, in Chinese terms, I'm just now achieving levels of wisdom. Now, the most exciting thing I got to talk about today is I've got to introduce you. Yeah, those of you who thought this wasn't real, I'm going to introduce you to my chairman of my political action committee. My chairman. Now, I'm looking for other spots to fill. So if you want to volunteer, let me know. But my chairman, my chairman and I, Dan Snell, had a radio show for many years. Many years. And Dan, I had to twist his arm. I had to twist his arm a bit, but he's agreed now to be chairman of my political action committee. So this morning, we're going to talk about three things. First, I'm going to have Dan introduce himself. That's going to be first. Secondly, we're going to talk about what forms I have to fill out according to the Federal Election Committee. And thirdly, we're going to talk about the PACs, the super PACs, the connected PACs, the non-directed PACs, the indirected PACs. There are many, many labels for PACs. So first, Let's go right to Dan Snell. Dan, congratulations and introduce yourself to my thousands and thousands of subscribers. Okay. All right, Bob. I'll be glad to. You know, we're coming into Thanksgiving week and you're going to make this announcement this coming week on, your, as you said, your 80th birthday. Your birthday happens to be on a big date for the, the first president that I kind of recognized growing up as a young lad in a small town in Nebraska, John F. Kennedy, November 22nd, that date is. I think most people uh, above the age of, shall we say, 50 for sure, recognize that date when President Kennedy was assassinated, but you are going to come to life. You're going to come to life and bring America to life, I think, on November 22nd with your announcement. I've known you since 2006. I'm thankful for that in this Thanksgiving week. We met because my background, I was running a campaign for Dr. Ken Canfield, who ran for governor of Kansas. It wasn't successful, but one of the things I looked for in, was some form of to stimulate the economy. And somebody said, you need to meet Robert Sherwood. Dan, Dan, did I hear you correctly that you have already been a campaign chairman for the person who ran for the governor of Kansas. So you're experienced, aren't you? Yeah, my background, as I said, started out as a little little uh, boy watching uh, John F. Kennedy that always had had an interest in leadership and politics. I actually got involved. My first campaign was Ronald Reagan, 1980. They had a, a committee meeting to who wants to help his campaign. I, I went to the meeting and ended up being at that time in the primary, that was the youngest campaign manager for a primary uh, race across the country. 
at the age of 23 years old because they wanted younger younger people. We all now know that Reagan, in even in his age, was one of the smartest. So I started there. And then I myself, I held elective office for 10 years, five terms. I wrote a book called The Winsome Candidate, How to Restore Public Service to Politics. So always been a student of public service. The world calls it politics. And also seeing you, knowing you, here's what I think. You have the wisdom and the energy. You may be uh, by the date, 80 years old, but I think you have the energy and strength and stamina of anyone I know, 60 years old. Listeners, so listeners, listeners, listen carefully to what Dan Snell is saying, because those of you who think this is a joke, that I'm not really going to be a candidate, I hope you recognize I've picked Dan Snell because he is an experienced campaign chairman. This is for real listeners. We're going to go through this over the next year and a half, assuming that I don't get too tired or people just shut me down or maybe I'll get shut off the air. I don't know. I don't know who will do that. But listen carefully because look, look at this. Dan Snell, the person you just heard talk, is a real person, a genuine person who has a background in politics. He also is a guest speaker almost every week on a radio show out of Texas. And Dan, tell us about that radio show just for a second to my, my listeners. Yeah, actually, uh, not only Texas, but across the country, Fox News radio stations uh, have me as a guest when they want to talk about the, the world of politics and the things that are going on. And so I kind of center it around my uh, my research in the book, The Winsome Candidate, to try to have a more winsome approach to leadership so thanks, Bob. Yeah. And I will tell you for the people listening to this, whether you're a baby boomer like myself or all the way to a generation Z, you might be 21 years old in college. And, you know, what do you do? You listen to podcasts. You're going to be that virtual podcasting, bringing forth how do people get their information today on the Internet, online podcasts. So whether you're a baby boomer, J J Gen X, millennial um, or Generation Z, I think they're going to enjoy your candidacy and the ideas, the fresh ideas, the creative ideas, because your business background, I could go on and on about this, why I'm, I was excited. You know, as you said, it took a little bit to understand exactly what you wanted to do. But I mean, there's, I smile when I say that there's an American looking at their computer or their screen right now, the color monitor, the early days of the color monitor, you were involved in your, because you were on the board of three Silicon Valley Companies. I was, I was you, Dan. And Dan, you, you're now, the father I of, I'm going to call you the father of color monitors. Okay. Now, Dan, this is important. Listeners, listen up. Because what I'm going to ask Dan is the foundation of the kind of people that I'm going to surround my campaign with. Now, Dan, I'm going to ask you a question. When I ask you to be the chairman of my political action committee, did I ask you whether you were a Democrat or a Republican? No, you did not. I did not. And that is key because I don't care whether he's a Democrat or Republican or Libertarian. I know he's a knowledgeable person. The people that I want helping me on my campaign, I don't care what party they belong to. 
I want them to be knowledgeable, experienced, and help me through these various steps. I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. I've never run for office. I'm kind of like Lincoln. You know, he ran for office six times and lost, then ran for president and won. So I'm taking this pretty serious, but I hope it's educational. If you're listening and you keep listening every week, you're going to learn something about what it takes to run for president. Yeah, I think so, knowing you, you as we did our radio program together years ago, you asked the best questions. You have the most inquisitive mind of anyone that I've ever met. That's why I enjoy always our time together. And you kind of nailed it there. I think most Americans are tired of the well, one side has to be wrong or bad so that the other side can be good. Most people want to know what can we do to make this place we call home, America, a better exactly. place to live? Exactly. Now, before we get off today's podcast, and again, I'm going to try to keep these podcasts to about 15 minutes. Sometimes they might go to 20, but I will be talking today before this podcast is over about my first policy. Because remember, what I promised you in podcast one was that I'm going to talk about the policies that I think are important to any presidential candidate. Policies that I believe in, right? And yes. Dan, I don't know if Dan believes in these policies or not. He'll be able to argue with me and disagree with me. But in the final analysis, there will be policies that I'm going to promulgate on this podcast. And I'll be talking about one of those today. If you stick to the end of the podcast, you're going to hear my first policy. That'll be general terms, but it'll be something that's very important. Okay, now, so I announced my candidacy. I didn't get a call from Fox News yet, but maybe because it's not official till next week. Maybe Stay they're tuned. waiting. November maybe. 22nd. America November 22nd, awaits. right? But I put this podcast out, and I know people have listened to it. Uh, I'm not sure how you subscribe. I'll talk about that later. But here's the point. So now, I, now what's the first thing you do? Guy wants to be president. Woman wants to be president. What do they do? Well, first they announce... Um, Reminds me of that joke on The Office where uh, they asked Steve Carell, now, what do you have to do? And Steve, and they said, well, you have to announce that you're bankrupt. So Steve Carell goes out of his office and says, I'm bankrupt. I'm bankrupt. Goes, no, no, it takes more than that. Yes, in our case, we're announcing to become president. But what do we have to do? We have to fill out. What do you think I have to fill out? A form. So I've gone to the Federal Action Committee website which uh, I believe is fec.gov. Now, by the way, I, I know you can't see the video here uh, and we're to keep the files small. They'll all be audio podcasts, but I'm looking at the fec.gov site. And if you go to that site, you'll have some options, but one is you can look at uh, political parties and political action committees, what it takes. For example, Dan is chairman of my political action committee, right? It'll be a super PAC, by the way. Okay, now, but all, on the other hand, it also says candidates and authorized committees. Fill out Form 1. That's a statement of organization. The next thing it says, fill out Form 2, Statement of Candidacy. And it actually, there's an online form. So I'm going to click on the online form right now, right now while we're together. We're doing this live. You know, there are probably thousands, I wouldn't say millions, but thousands of people in their lifetime that have said, 
you know, one day I want to grow up. Maybe millions that have said I want to grow up to be president. Maybe thousands that have ever said, you know, I'm thinking about running for president. And they didn't know what to do. No clue. And you're going to walk them through this. That's part of who you are. Exactly. That's what we're going to do now. We've already established that I can run because I am a natural born citizen. I've been a citizen of the United States. I've lived here for 14 years. I am over 35. Yes, you are. I'm over 35. I'll be 80. So here, the statement of candidacy. It's this online web form. User to register candidates for House, Senate, and President. So this form is the same. So I'm going to click on this guy. Okay. And there's a disclaimer, as you would expect. Of Come to the disclaimer. It says, oh, blah, blah, blah. I got to be telling the truth. Blah, blah, blah. Proceed. So I'm going to proceed. And then it says legal disclosure. Please be advised that knowingly and willfully making any materially false, fictitious, or fraudulent statement or representation to a federal government agency, including, this is pretty serious stuff here, right? In other words, I've yeah. got to be honest in what I'm doing this, right? I could be accused of fraud, right? Yes. And you're you're serious. I, I am serious. You. And it says, I have read and understood fully the above declaration. Now, frankly, no one, this is like terms and conditions for your Apple computer. Nobody understands this because they're citing uh, legal code, 18 U.S.C., paragraph 1001 and paragraph 30107. Probably to be an attorney to understand that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to agree, right? Why not? I'm we're going to trust the government here. Oops, there we go. Well, first, if I accept the terms and conditions that Apple or Facebook gives me, I could surely accept these terms. So I agree. Now it says, is this filing a new or amended statement of candidacy? New. Ooh. Oh, here we go. Here's the form. There, there it is, go. the boxes. Exactly. Now, this looks pretty complicated, right? And I may not fill it all out while we're together, but I want to give my listeners an idea of what's required. Candidate information. I have to have a prefix like Mr. I wonder today if I need a prefix. Maybe I could put yeah. down something general, right? Yeah, I have to have a first name a middle name, which is optional, a last name, and a suffix. Now, what's a suffix? Like junior, I guess, huh? Junior, yeah. I have to give a street address, city, state, uh, zip code. Uh, there's a pull-down radial arm for state. I'll just see if all the states are. Yep, there they are. All the states are there. Even American Samoa is on there. They've got it them is. all. Yeah, you're right. Party affiliation. There it is, American Samoa. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, party affiliate. Now that's required. It says here. Now it said, here's your options. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How about that? Uh, the ACE here's party. All the no, I've never heard parties. of the ACE party. ACE party, American independent conservative, American independent party, Alaska independent party, American party, American people and freedom party. Look at that. We're only down Citizen here. Party. The Where the devil Scroll are down. What's the last what is the very last party on the list? Uh, uh, a write-in. Okay, write-in. I could be a write-in. I could be a vet. Uh, I mean, literally, there are 50 different areas that you could select. There are different parties, right? Yeah, you independent could, could, or unaffiliated. You could be yeah. either one of those. Right to life party. So it's kind of interesting. I thought, frankly, there would just be Republicans and Democrats. There's not. Is there a Libertarian Party? I want to look for that. The there is Libertarian Party, Libertarian right? Libertarian Party, yeah. And there's uh, some party. There's one called La Raza 
under. I must ban yeah. right? Yeah. There, look at that. There's, There's a, a prohibition of, party. The Federalist Party. Now, that one's yeah. pretty pretty well known. That's coming up, the Citizens Party. All right. So, listeners, really realize what's happening here, as I thought. There were just a couple of parties, maybe five at the outside. But I can tell you there's probably 50 different parties I could declare because I have to declare some affiliation. Oh, and by the way, I can only select one. Oh, and the select one, it gives me a choice. I'm running for the House, the Senate, or the presidency. And I'm going to run the for the presidency. The state, yeah. select one, and district. I, I don't know what the district is. District. You don't need to worry about that. What is it? At what large is it? district. That's for an yeah. at large district of, of a congressional district. Yeah. So uh, I have to fill this in in order to uh, qualify. Now, here's the thing. Pretty straightforward uh, form, though. That's good. Straightforward, right. And I can fill it in online. And if I need help registering for the first time, please call 1-800-474-9530. Now, Dan, do you have your phone handy? Here, I guess I could call them too. Yeah, yeah. I want to call them because I, if I need help, are they there? Oh, option six. Previously registered flyers that need assistance should call the report analysis. Oh, that's another, that's another phone number. So you got a couple of phone numbers. I'm not going to call them online today, but I am going to call these numbers and get some help. Um because one thing I want to know, what if I misspell my name here or something, right? Did I just commit some sort of fraud or something like that? I don't know. But uh, I think so that, that's the whole it. point here is that now we're at we're at stage two of my candidacy, you know, announcement. Yeah. They got to fill out this uh, form. Okay. Now, now, I want to cover one more thing in today's uh, podcast. Uh, the, the educational point we made so far is, have to fill out a form, form two, set up by the Federal Election Committee. Now, uh, I want to go back to where we were before, and if I can find it. Yeah, in other words, I'm now at the, the option which tells me that I can look at super PACs. I can start filling out forms. Before we leave today's podcast, I want to talk about super PACs because it affects my, my policy on... Which is also, one of the forms that has to be filled out of what you're, oh, yeah, you're associated right. okay. with. Let me go figure here. Go here. Yeah. Uh, political parties and political action committees. Statement of organization. Form. Uh, more forms. Notification of multi-candidate status. Form 3X. Report of receipts and disbursements. Dan, have we gotten any receipts yet? No, we have not. I'm sure there are offers. Knowing people that know you, you will have oh. offers. So a lot of forms here to fill out. They have to do with receipts and disbursements, right? Other filers, report of independent expenditures, report of communication costs by corporations, 24-hour. Let's, let's have a little fun here. Before we go fill out these forms, I want to go and just type in, I need to do some research on political action committees. I want to see what they really do, right? And uh, see what we've got here. I'll go to the place that has everything. Wikipedia. Okay, now, uh, I read this prior to this uh, podcast. Uh, and here's what I'm going to, I'm going to give you my take on it. 
the action committees have been going on for a hundred years. They have. And the early you know the development of them was because people were afraid. I guess uh, government was afraid that there would be a lot of quid pro quo. So they passed uh, a law that unions could not give money to a political candidate. You could form a committee, but the union itself couldn't give any money to the candidate. But guess what they did? They allowed a loophole. A loophole was what? Dan, do you know the loophole? You are going to tell the loophole, and that's why we're on here. That's right. The loophole is that the unions couldn't give money, but the union members could. Oh, wow. So, in other words, this restriction did nothing. Because as a union organizer, I, I control the unions and who goes to work and doesn't go to work, who gets called and doesn't call. So I can tell all my union members, donate 5000 bucks to Sherwood, and all the money would go to him. So it would still be a quid pro quo because, no secret, I knew which union gave me the money. So the yeah. whole concept of the political action committees is to prevent quid pro quo. Quid pro quo is the person who gives the most money gets the most access, right? If I have a big oil company and I give thousands of dollars and I get to lobby for laws or restrictions or regulations that would help me. Now, here's my take. That's been going on for years. It isn't going to stop. Like it or not, the people with the most money are always going to figure out a way to give the most money because they want what they believe in, whether it's a regulation or a law, to take place. Yes. It's not going to stop that. Now, let me give you an idea of some of the PACs. There are connected PACs. There are 4,000 of those. Then there are non-connected PACs. Then there are leadership PACs. And then there are <laughs> other types of leadership packs. Then there's super packs, <laughs> super packs. Now here's here's what's happening. People with a lot of money want to give money to candidates, right? Right. And many times they don't want people to know who they are, right? And they don't want restrictions on it. So lo and behold, the Federal Election Committee, with the approval of Congress, passed the super PAC concept. Now. To make this real, let's say I'm a multi-billionaire and I want to support Dan Snell. He's running for president. And I want to give him $500 million. Now, in a super PAC, I can give, excuse me, in a super PAC, I can't give Dan that money. But here's what I can do. I can run ads that support Dan. But in order to stop the quid pro quo, which I think is a joke, the super PAC can't ask Dan what his strategy is. I can't ask Dan, hey, Dan, I want to spend $50 million supporting you. What ads are you going to run in the month of August? I can't ask Dan that. No, you can't. I can't ask Dan or I can't have a discussion with Dan or his PAC people about what a strategy is. But if I find out a strategy from a third party, and we might know some mutual third parties. We might know some mutual third parties. Or I listen to TV and they've got a, a Dan's friend is on there and Dan's talking about Dan's strategy to get elected. I now know, oh my gosh, they're going to advertise heavily in August. Bingo. That's where I'm going to spend my money. So when I, this is the, you see the humor in this listeners? Once I find out what Dan's strategy is, which I can't find out by asking him, 
I can't have a strategy discussion with Dan. I could have a tactical discussion. I could say, Dan, will you be traveling in Georgia in August? Uh-huh. How long will you be there? Uh-huh. A couple of weeks. So that's a tactical discussion, not a strategy discussion. But now that I know he's traveling there, I could send a thousand of my best friends to go to every time he gives a talk, they could show up. I could spend my $50 million doing that. Does that make sense, Dan? Yes. Yes. Okay, now, it happens every every day. So my first policy, which is going to upset a lot of people, because everybody's worried about quid pro quo. Everybody worries about if I have the money and I get the money to support Dan, I'm going to call Dan when he's elected and say, hey, Dan, you know that 50 million bucks I channeled over to you? Uh, I have this company in uh, Taiwan. I'd like to get some good regulations to help them. If you believe that doesn't happen, then you're just totally naive. Of course it happens. It's been happening probably for 250 years. The action committees and laws don't stop that. Now, one more thing. The, 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 the super PACs, in order to keep the donor's name secret, super PACs don't have to file except quarterly. So the elections are in November, right? And I'm a wealthy guy. I don't want people to know that I'm supporting Dan because maybe I got a bad reputation. So I start supporting Dan in October. I spend $50 million supporting Dan. Now, nobody knows who I am in October because why? Because the super PACs do not have to report wow. to the FEC except quarterly. So Dan now has been elected, and two months later, we file a quarter report, and it turns out that me, uh, <laughs> a felon, uh, you know, wherever I am, I've been to jail, but I'm wealthy. I just supported Dan. Well, it's too late now. Dan's already elected president. So what I'm driving at is they have all these restrictions that if you read the restrictions carefully are really non-restrictions. And that comes back to my first policy. And I've been on this now for about 20 minutes. We're going to pick up another podcast later. My first policy is to abolish all committees. You can give as much money as you want to anybody you want. What difference does it make? You're going to figure out a way around it anyway. Everybody hears about how this billionaire and that billionaire has given all this money to different parties. They're going to figure out a way around it. By the way, the people that write the laws know how to get around the laws. So why play the game? Why play the game? And then somebody says, oh, no, no, we gave $5 million to Dan Snell. And he bought a new Porsche. Who cares? If I've given the money to Dan and he buys a new Porsche, and I don't like that. That's my problem, not Dan's problem. I can stop giving money to Dan. So let's forget about this quid pro quo. We can abolish the FEC and save, well, roughly around $50 million a year. In the last few years, the FEC has been funded with $650 million. Now, I may be off a little bit on some of these numbers, but, you know, they're, they're watching uh, numbers now that in terms of advertising and, and the promotion of candidates, several billion a year. I mean, candidate promotion is not something new. It's a market. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a whole business. So I'm going to end now, and I, I'm going to, I want to pick some of these up later, but here's what we've learned today. First, I've introduced Dan Snell, my political action committee chairman, knowledgeable, smart, intelligent, 
articulate first. It's real. He's a genuine person. Secondly, we have talked about filling out the forms. I'm going to fill out the forms and maybe I'll see my name on the FEC list. There are three people on the list now. I don't recognize any of the names and some of the people have raised like $50 and some people have raised $150,000. I don't see Trump's name on the list yet. I guess he didn't fill out the forms yet. For me, it's going to be a big deal and it's going to be a podcast when I fill it out and I go to the FEC list and I'm on the form. That will be a huge deal, right? <laughs> we'll probably download that, Dan, and frame it, right? We'll have made the list. Yes. Yes, you will be on the list probably by the end of November. Now, I do know actually that a gentleman much smarter, wiser, and more experienced than I in running these campaigns, Bradley Crates, his name, There's not, it's not a household name, but going back to a long time, he helped even. It's interesting. He is Donald Trump's uh, of record person that's uh, on the FEC list, and he was actually Mitt Romney's of record and worked with Mitt Romney, who Donald Trump has always not said very kind words about. But we're in your campaign, we're not going to talk about other candidates but in this case we're talking about the fec filing so trump did right. just slide slide that in probably since you last looked and um but the you know a real cool thing that you said that america should people are just tired of the same old same old process you're a different kind of candidate you know whether you're a generation z or um the greatest generation older than us or a baby boomer gen x or especially the millennials they want somebody that's a fresh look that doesn't do it the same way and that's you you're very business oriented you listen to people better than anybody i've ever seen you ask great questions you've got you know two master's degrees i can't tell people how that you're the smartest man i've ever met or ever known but your background is fresh it's unique. You're from the heartland of America. You're upbeat. You're energetic and youthful. Uh, but the good thing is you've got that wisdom of, yes, 80 years, but people shouldn't look at you at 80. They should look at you as Bob Sherwood, the extraordinary fresh look candidate. And I'm going to end with this two comments. First, as Reagan would say, I'm not going to use the youth and inexperience of my competitors to my advantage. <laughs> Remember, I've got one thing that most of my listeners, maybe maybe 90% of them don't have. I've been through presidents from Truman forward. From 1950 to now, I've seen seven, eight, nine, ten 10 presidents. I don't, I don't count them, but there's a lot of them. I'm 80. I've seen Cold War, the Vietnam War, the Afghan War, the Korean War, World War II before that. I've lived through all of those things. That's experience. Without that experience, it's hard to understand anything. So my last comment, it's kind of like what Truman said. Truman said that the history, no, history, he said something about everything you think is new is the history you haven't read. So I've been around a few years. Listen in, subscribe, send this podcast to your friends. Let's make this a groundswell of people. I'll be introducing my other volunteers, Dan Snell. Thank you very much. We're signing off. Have a great day, everybody. And tune in next week for podcast number three as we go along this journey together, the journey of candidacy for president of the United States.